Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Uh, I want to thank Jason, who sent me a note on Facebook of uh, of the Tiger King, and he has him written on there, Rock's daddy, Rock Riggio, the man that Arkansas fans love to hate. And then he also followed that up with the latest RPI on College World Series teams with Stanford being number one in the third RPI position. Then Notre Dame at 13, Auburn 14, Texas 16, Oklahoma 19, AM 22, Ole Miss 39. That's not what he called them. 39. Ole Miss? Uh, something like that. And Arkansas, dead last of the eight teams, 41st in the RPI, and yet West just told us they are the second betting favorite. Aaron Fitz with D1 Baseball. He's joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Childline. So, Aaron, what's closer to the truth, you think? The betting public or the RPI report? Yeah, no, Vegas knows. Vegas is on it. Uh, this is, you know, Arkansas is one of the favorites here. And, and, I, and I think it's wide open. Uh, but our, the RPI, I mean, you know, I, I think anyone who follows the sport knows that the RPI is a very flawed metric. And especially, you know, a team like Arkansas that uh, is a little bit geographically isolated compared to a lot of the other teams in the SEC. They, they always have an, SEC, uh, an RPI disadvantage. Um, and so, you know, year, year after year, I think we see this, where Arkansas is underranked by the RPI versus, you know, how good of a team they actually are. And so, yeah, I wouldn't even think about that. It pains us to admit it, but Tennessee was the best team all year long, and yet they didn't make the World Series. How much yeah. does their departure in the Supers change your thinking about how, how open it is? Were you thinking that way before, or does that change you and change your thinking and make it make you feel like it's a lot more wide open now? Yeah, I mean, Tennessee was clearly the favorite, no question about it. Now, that said, I mean, I thought that somebody could get them. I mean, I, I actually picked Notre Dame to win that Super. It's one of the only things I got right. I mean, wow. I might have been 2-7 and seven in my picks last week. It was a bad week, but I got that one right, uh, which, you know, I only bring that up because it's not like it's just some, this was some like, stunning upset. I mean, it was, it was an upset. It was a big deal. You're taking down a team that was 57-9 and nine or something. Um, but I mean, like Notre Dame won the ACC by four and a half games last year. You know, they, they, they should have been a top eight seed last year. They weren't. They had to go to Starkville. They gave Mississippi State everything they could handle. But I think they benefited from that experience, being in that atmosphere. Another great year this year. You know, and with most of those guys back in the lineup. I mean, from from last year's club. Um, and, and again, they get hosed. They had to go on the road in a, in a regional and a super and get the sent to Knoxville. But it just felt like. If there was a team that was going to beat Tennessee, Notre Dame kind of felt like that team. You know, they're just a very experienced club uh, with an incredibly mature offensive approach. Uh, they, they, the way they grind out at bats is impressive. The way that they make adjustments from at bat to at bat or pitch to pitch, uh, it really stands out. And, and anytime you, you talk to a coach about these teams, I mean, everyone comes away raving about Tennessee's talent and how they can just blow you away with their their sheer their sheer talent. You know, and in addition to just the style of play and the way they, they beat off each other and how emotional they are. But nobody talked that way about Notre Dame. Notre Dame was like, we talked, we talked to his coach about them, and it's like, yeah, they're just yeah, they're just tough. They're just tough to get outs against. They're just so mature. They're just so steady, you know. They take care of the ball. It's just like total opposite style from Tennessee, and it just felt like the right kind of style for, for a team to take that team down. We're talking with Aaron Fitt, D1 Baseball. Aaron, we see it year after year after year, example after example, a, a talented team struggling down the stretch, and then they get to the postseason and turn it on and make a run. This year it's Arkansas. And we didn't see, or some of us didn't see it coming after the way they struggled down the stretch and in the SEC tournament. What happens with some of these teams? How are they able to to flip on a switch? You're not supposed to be able to just flip on a switch and turn it back on. 
Yeah, it's a weird game. And, you know, Auburn, too. Let's not forget, Auburn lost three of their last four games at the end of the year to Kentucky. You know, and they kind of limped into the tournament. And we thought at that point they probably blew their chance to host. And instead they're at home, and then they, they just get hot again. And here they are in Omaha. But, yeah, it's just, you know, it, that's why they play, you know, 16 weeks in the, in the regular season and not just, you know, it's not like once a week like football. I mean, it's just it, it's baseball. I mean, it's, things can, can change so quickly. It's a long grind. and um, But, yeah, the, the way the momentum shifts late in the year, we see that a lot, right? I mean, you think about South Carolina during their, their dynasty. Um, you know, they kind of made a habit of going 0-2 in Hoover. And, you know, it's kind of like the Ray Tanner playbook is we'll just go, go out and show up and quickly get, get bounced and go do our two-a-day practices and then show up in regionals and, and a different team. Um, but, you know, obviously well-coached teams can make adjustments when things aren't going well, and there aren't really many programs that are better coached than Arkansas, that's for sure. When Arkansas was rolling earlier this season, 11-4 and in the SEC after the first 15 games, it was pitching and defense. And now that the postseason's come around, it's pitching and defense again. Connor Nolan's delivering. They move Hagen Smith to the bullpen as a closer. The bullpen's deeper. Uh, they're getting a, Will McIntyre's their number two starter. Has has the changes with the, the staff, the rotation, the bullpen, has that surprised you a little bit that Dave Van Horn and Matt Hobbs kind of uh, pulled the trigger on these moves? I think it's just you know kind of what you have to do as you get to this point in the season is you got to just commit to you know to those roles and uh, you kind of think or swim with those adjustments and we saw the same thing with Ole Miss. I mean the way their pitching staff is constructed now is completely different than it was heading into the season. The guys that we thought would be their guys, um, you know, have been replaced by by the Dylan Delucias and the um, you know Hunter Elliott and, and in Arkansas's case, I mean. I remember in the fall, you know, I sat there for a couple of days in, in fall ball watching scrimmages and talking with, with Matt Hobbs and uh, and Dave Van Horn and the fans and, and just kind of breaking down the whole roster. And I don't remember Will McIntyre's name even coming up. Mm. I mean, that that's one that's one that came out of nowhere for me to see this guy all of a sudden as, as one of the, the linchpins of the staff. Um, the other all these other pieces, you know, we, we knew they had depth here. You know, I mean, and, and you saw it the other day. They're kind of mixing and matching against North Carolina with. Evan Taylor and Brady, you know, Brady Tiger and, and, and Hagen Smith and Zach Morris. I mean, all these guys have, have real power stuff, and I like the way that they can match up with you. Um, I think it's a, it's, you're right. I mean, pitching and defense have been the strength of this team, but we saw that they can, they can win in, in a more offensive environment when, when they get a little bit out of hand like they were in Stillwater. It was great to see the bats wake up. And uh, I was shocked, frankly, by how low-scoring low that Super Regional was in Chapel Hill. So that's another pretty offensive uh, environment. I mean, there were a lot of home runs in that regional in Chapel Hill, uh, and just two really well pitched, well played games over there. And, and Arkansas showed they can win in, in that kind of context as well. So, pretty impressive. You know, Aaron. One of the things that we were concerned about with Arkansas, although you know the last couple of games, no one has looked like an ace, but they don't really have a dominant pitcher. I mean, can you see them? I mean, you talked about their staff. And there are a lot of guys to like. Can you see them making it all the way through without a dominant? guy or two, which a lot of teams that have won this thing have had. Yeah, you like to see that. You like to see a team that has a couple of guys that they can ride. And if you think back historically, there aren't many teams that, that don't have that. You know, I mean, last year, of course, it was uh, it was Bednar and Sims from Mississippi State. And, you know, of course, we know Vanderbilt in 2019 with Kamar Rocker, and that's like Kevin Abel for Oregon State. And every year there's, there's a team that wins it. You get those, you get that kind of length from your, your starters, but that's the thing is I do think Arkansas can get length. Um, you know, maybe it's not 
completely blow you away stuff with Connor Nolan, but he, he's got he's got the experience. Um, you know, he, he's got he's got a lot of poise. He, he can miss bats with that breaking ball, and I think if you pitch the contact in his ballpark, you can still win. I mean, I know that the balls have been flying this year. I think the ball is juiced, but I still think you're not going to hit a ton of home runs with the wind blowing in like it usually does uh, at, at in Omaha, and so. Um, you know, I, I think I think he'll be fine, and, and I think he can pitch him deep in the ball games, and they've got enough in the bullpen behind him. As long as you got at least one guy that can give you length, you'd like to have more than that. Uh, Matt McIntyre, though, I mean, he's been good right now. So you know, it, it doesn't feel like the same kind of recipe we've seen lately, where you've got the traditional power guys just blowing people away in Omaha. Uh, that usually is the formula, but. I don't think it's necessarily required. I think you could do it with just a little bit less stuff as long as guys can get deep into a ball game. Talking to Aaron Fitt from D1 Baseball and the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. We're looking for every angle to feel good after being super concerned in the regional and somewhat concerned in the super with Arkansas on the road. Um, it is going to be hot. It's going to be around 100 degrees every day. The games are played there. Um, and Arkansas, obviously, is from the south. I've been to San Francisco and Northern California when it was 65 for a high in June. So... Uh, any advantage there, do you think, with it being ex- extremely hot in Omaha this weekend? I don't know. I mean, I, I think most of these teams have, have proven able to adjust these things. And, you know, Auburn just went up to Corvallis and won a, won a regional and a super regional in the 50s all weekend, you yeah. know. So uh, you would think, yeah, maybe Stanford, they're not used to this kind of heat, but they'll adjust. I mean, I, I think it's. At this point, they played a good game in Arizona. They just won the Pac-12 tournament when it was in freaking, you know, the desert in the middle, yeah. of, the middle of summertime. I mean, they're playing in 105 degree heat, and Stanford goes down there and wins it. So uh, at this point, I don't, I don't know if the weather's. Really Buddy, I'm just looking for anything. I mean, get, you know, give me something. Throw me a bone. I mean, <laughs> what, what do we like about Arkansas's matchup? With you know, assuming their ace goes and, and Nolan throws for Arkansas, where, what does Arkansas have advantages in your mind? I'll tell you what I'm nervous about with Stanford, and I think Stanford's obviously really good. I mean, I, you know, at this point, they're the number two national seed for a reason. They're, they're probably on, on paper the favorite to win it just because uh, they won the Pac-12 regular season in the conference tournament. And they were in Omaha last year, so they got that experience. But the thing I'm nervous about with Stanford is their ace, Alex Williams, has not pitched well the last two weeks. And that's a concern, you know. I mean, you'd much rather go into this thing with, with your, your big guns kind of riding a wave of momentum like Connor Nolan is. Um, but Williams, you know, he's not a big stuff guy. He's, he's a pitchability right-hander, you know, and kind of a mid to high 80s fastball. Really good changeup, but, I mean, if he's not sharp at his command, you know, you're going to get clobbered with that kind of velocity. I mean, he's got to be on. Uh, there's not a lot of margin for error there. He's had a great year. I mean, he was a below 2 ERA in the past 12. It's, it's nuts. But, boy, the last two weeks are not encouraging. So, um Assuming they throw him in that opener, uh, I, I mean, I kind of like Arkansas in that matchup. I was looking at that matchup in his last two starts, and it was encouraging. And he, you wonder at this time of the year, sometimes about innings starting to build up, and, and you know, could the arm be a little tired? I, I don't know. It's something to keep an eye on. But they're closer. That's one thing you do not want to be behind Stanford uh, seventh inning because or, or fifth, sixth. Heck, they're not afraid to throw their closer multiple, multiple innings. Yeah, and you saw it yesterday. You know, Quinn Matthews come out of the bullpen, shorten that game against UConn. Um, he's you know one of those lefties that they can extend. They have used him as a kind of a hybrid guy for, for a lot of the years. I mean, for a while they were. I think they would bring him out of the bullpen on Friday, get some outs, and then start him on Sunday. Um, but yeah, he's got a lot of starting experience, and 
he's, he's one of those guys that can, that can shorten the game for sure. It kind of reminds me of almost like a like a Brandon Iser from Oregon State. Uh, you guys might remember in 2018. Uh, he's maybe that kind of guy that can give him two or three innings and really shorten the game. And, you know, the lefty that, that commands a fastball and has a really good changeup. We wiped 2018 out of our memory, Aaron. We have no recollection. Yeah. Probably for the best. Yes. There was a 20, what? 20. Uh, I don't remember that. No. That was a year? <laughs> I thought we, eh. it's like 13, 13 we skipped, floor. We skipped 2020 13 because floor. of COVID and yeah, 2018 because it. of something else. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, uh, Aaron, other side of the bracket, who's the favorite over there? Yeah. Um, that one, I mean, my goodness, just, just put them in a bag and shake it up. I, I have no idea. I mean, I, I guess, I mean, I don't know what Vegas thinks. Is it Texas? They were the preseason number one. You know, they... Uh, they, they didn't have a great year. I mean, they finished, what, fifth in the, in the Big 12, but uh, they still wound up hosting a regional, and it's a team that has Omaha experience coming back, unlike these other teams on this side. They're the only team that has players that were here last year. Um, again, I didn't love what I saw from their starting pitching in, in the Super against East Carolina. I mean, Pete Hansen and, um, and Lucas Gordon both kind of struggled, but they got a better start from Tristan Stevens, which was encouraging, so... I don't know. I mean, personally, I, I kind of like Notre Dame uh, on this side. I just think that their style of play translates well to the ballpark. I think they're, they're, they're really balanced, probably more than Texas even. Texas is so right-handed, and it feels like you can exploit that if you got a, a really good right-handed breaking ball. Um, I love that Notre Dame, both these teams really take, play great defense. I mean, A&M does not play very good defense, which makes me concerned about them a little bit. I mean, I know that they're an exceptional offensive team, but uh, I feel like, and I keep waiting for their defense to bite them, and I picked against them in the regional, the super regional, both because I thought, you can't get there playing defense the way they do. And they have. Here they mm-hmm. are. You know, give me credit. I've been wrong. But I still don't, I'm still not buying. I'm not going to buy them to win it all with that defense. I just, you got to be able to you gotta be able to play play catch in the postseason mm-hmm. if you're going to win the national championship. So we'll see if, if they can overcome that or if they just better defense. But um, And then Oklahoma, they're just, you know, they're, they're hot right now. They're like Notre Dame. They, they should have hosted a regional. Instead, they, they had a tough path to get here, playing really well in all phases. Do they have enough arms? And I really like their, their kind of two best arms, Jake Bennett and, um, you know, the closer Trevin Michael. And, and right now, the freshman Kate Horton is pushing great. But, I mean, I don't know if there's, a, if there's just enough there. We'll, we'll see. But it, that, that whole side feels wide open to me. Sports betting AG uh, has Texas as the odds-on favorite to win the College World Series at plus 400. Arkansas was next at plus 450. A&M is uh, the biggest uh, underdog, I guess, plus 800, best odds on A&M. And I'm with you. Their defense was atrocious. And when Arkansas went down there and lost two or three, it was one of those series. I'm like, how did they lose that series? You know, uh, they shouldn't have lost that series. But A&M continues to find a, find a way to win. And, you know, sometimes, Aaron, those are the teams that do it. You, you just They just have that knack for either a big hit, big play, big pitch. And it come, they, uh, they, they get it done. The Aggies have done that. They, they have, but you know what? I, I I cannot think of another time a team has won the College World Series with, with that kind of defense. I, I just don't think it has happened ever. I can remember, you know, in 20 years, I, I can't think of a team that had a defensive liability actually winning at all. So we'll see. Have you made your picks yet? Uh, no, I'm, I'm saving that for our, our live show coming up here in about an hour at D1 Baseball. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to probably wing it, go on the fly here. Cause I, this is tough, man. I feel like usually there's a there's a clear favorite, and I just watched Texas for three three games in Greenville, and they're good. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, but they were they were down five runs and, and with nine outs left in their season on Saturday, like they was done. 
and they find a way to come back and win. But you, you can beat them. I mean, you know, they finished fifth in their league. Like, I just don't think there's a clear favorite here. Uh, pick Arkansas, Aaron. Safe bet. Appreciate the time today, I, my friend. I, I probably will, honestly. I love I, it. You know what? I mean, I, I think I think they're I think they're really they're really good in playing great baseball. And in the fall, you know, and I said this a lot, but I saw a lot of teams in the fall. Um, and, and, and Arkansas and Oklahoma State struck me as the two best teams I saw in my travels. So we'll right. see if, if you know maybe I was right about something. Who knows? <laughs> Let's hope. Hey, thanks for the time, Aaron. We appreciate yeah. it. All right, guys. Take care. Take care. Thanks, man. Aaron Fit from D1 Baseball on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline.